0: Hi friends, this is Srividya Balakrishnan. I have written two books in series, Tales in Verse from Distant Lands, Parts 1 and 2, Stories for Children Told in Verse, available on Amazon and other online portals. The books have 20 stories each in verse, so a total of 40 stories. I thought it would be a good idea to read out the verses for my readers and listeners so that they get a feel of the book. Hence, I have come out with the podcast. Every episode will have 10 segments and a total of 4 episodes covering all the 40 stories. So, let's listen to Tales in Verse from Distant Lands. The Singer and the Dolphin A Greek legend. Can a person save his life through his singing? Let's find out. In ancient world lived Arion. Of the most famous singers, he was one. In Sicily, in a festival once, as prize, golden cups and jewels he won. To take all these to Corinth, his home, he hired a ship and was homeward bound. But the sailors were jealous of his prizes galore so they attacked the singer to throw him overboard. Arion requested for one last song which he wanted to sing before he was gone. The sailors grunted his last wish. To listen to his song was pure bliss. So enchanted were the sailors by his song, they were hardly aware of what was going on. His first few notes, so melodious were they. A dolphin was attracted as it swam along the way. It came to the side of Arion's ship and swam along listening to his music. He jumped overboard onto its back and was thus saved from the sailor's attack. He was carried back across the sea, home to Corinth, as fast as could be. When the ship reached Corinth, the sailors lied that in a storm in the sea the singer had died. Much to their amazement, Arion showed up with a band of soldiers and their game was up. There was erected by the people then a statue in memory of this event. A young man on the back of a dolphin, the statue is still there in the port of Corinth. The Summer of St. Martin, an Italian legend. This is the legend behind warm days in the cold month of November. Even God bends rules when man is very good. On a November day, long ago, it was raining hard. The heavens poured. A young soldier, Martin by name, rode on a horse on a country lane. On the way, he saw a man dressed in rags cold and wan. Martin stopped, so filled was he, with human love and sympathy. He took out a sword and sliced in two his heavy cloak, which was brand new. He gave one half to the man so poor, a kindly act it was for sure. But on the way and in the gale was another man, naked and pale. From rain and storm the man to save, the other half of his cloak he gave. Now Martin too was cold and wet, to give to others nothing was left. But he still felt pity for the poor folk, who were cold and wet and had no clothes. All of a sudden God stopped the rain, banished the clouds, it was warm again, high in the sky. The sun shone bright, spreading around its warm light. God changed the weather, by his goodness impressed, Martin as saint, the heavens blessed. Ever since then, when the sun shines in the first fortnight in November time, and there are a few warm days, everyone who knows the story says, the summer of Saint Martin is this nature's way of giving him a kiss. Metabo and Camille, a Roman legend. Read on and see how the intelligence of a javelin thrower saved lives. Once upon a time, a long time ago, lived in Rome, King Metabo. A famous javelin thrower was he. Better than him, no man could be. Once with his daughter named Camille, he set off hunting in the jungle. Suddenly, as if from nowhere... His enemies attacked him then and there. With his young daughter he fled from the same, till to a fast flowing river he came. Across the river he was unable to swim, with his daughter on his back clinging to him. It seemed he was lost, until he thought of an intelligent and bold way out. His daughter to his javelin he tied and with all his strength threw it to the river's other side. Then he dived into the river and swam across to the place where Camel was. His enemies were so amazed they gave up the chase and left the place. The Mystery of the Sphinx, a Greek legend. How intelligent was Oedipus? Well, he was the only one who could solve the riddle of the Sphinx. The city of Thebes in olden days was guarded by the Sphinx, they say. A lion's body it possessed, with eagle's wings and woman's head. It asked a riddle, much the same, of every passerby who came. And when they could not answer it, it consumed them bit by bit. When Oedipus came there one day, the Sphinx refused to give way. Unless he answered with some wit to the question put by it. Ask the Sphinx, what being has four legs in the morning, two in the middle of the day, in the evening, three, say if you may? Man, said Oedipus and smiled. He crawls on all fours as a child, walks on two legs when young and bold, and leans on a stick when he is old. The Two Bears in the Sky by the Grim Brothers Have you heard of the two constellations the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, or the Great Bear and the Little Bear? This is the story that connects two real bears with the two constellations. Hans, the young giant, was helpful and kind, and a stronger person than him was hard to find. By two bears his village was once attacked, one male, one female, back to back. Scattered the townsfolk in great fear. To whom in this world is life not dear? The mayor and the people of the town rushed to find Hans before sundown. Help us, Hans, the townsfolk said, for the two bears are dancing on our heads. To find the bears, Hans was game. He found them scaring a poor old dame. Leapt Hans on the lodger without a sound, seized it by the arm and swung it around. Round and round, and ever so high, he flung the bear into the sky. Then he did the same to its mate, but the female was smaller with a different fate. She flew higher in the sky than the male, who watched her go by, so goes the tale. Come over here, he called out loud. I can't, she replied, I don't know how. You come over here, she shouted back. But the bear couldn't, for strength he lacked. So the two roam around, one after the other, trying to get back, again together. Great Bear and Little Bear, by watchers of the sky, they are called now, and you know why. THE FLOWERS FROM THE MOON ALPINE LEGEND How did alpine flowers come to the earth? Read on and find out. High up in the mountains lived a prince. A gentler, nicer person has never lived since. To the moon once he wished to go, because he loved its gentle glow. His dream came true one beautiful night, so he found out the source of the cool moonlight, which came from the moon king's beautiful daughter with a lovely face and a tinkling laughter. The two found a place in each other's hearts, but the moon king said, sadly, you both have to part. To different worlds do you belong. To bear the separation, you must be strong. As a sign of her love, the moon king's daughter gave to the prince one of moon's flowers, which was smooth and lovely, covered the moon like snow. So the first alpine flower was brought to earth, you know. Hanaka's Hat, a Japanese tale. Who was Hanaka? Why did she wear a hat? The wind blew it away. What happened after that? There was a girl called Hanaka, who always wore a hat. How long she had worn it, no one knew about that. Her father, before he died, put it on her head, and she could never take it off. Since then, it was said. Everyone made fun of her, and it hurt her so that she decided to leave the town and in the king's service go. But even there the servants, true to her fears, would laugh at her hat, and leave her in tears. One day the king's son, a very comely lad, came upon Hanaka looking really sad. On listening to her story, so sorry was he, he wanted to marry her as soon as could be. But when the king came, To know of their affair, he banished Hanaka from his palace then and there. Tearfully, she turned toward the palace gates, when a great gust of wind her wide-brimmed hat displaced. With the hat gone, now the people could see that Hanaka was indeed an extraordinary beauty. The precious jewels on her hair had the people surprised, as a daughter of a samurai, she was recognized. So the king allowed the marriage, after all, in honor of the couple, there was a great ball. And the people were happy, and everyone was gay, and the story is remembered till this day. How Deserts Were Formed Arabian Tale First God made earth full of gardens, then what happened? How did the deserts arise? On the day of creation, in the beginning of time, the Lord made the world, the earth was at its prime. The Lord made it with his varied powers, it was one huge garden of flowers. Then he called man and this warning gave, the beauty of this world. Depends on how you behave. Every time you do a wrong thing, my man, on the earth will fall a grain of sand. No attention was paid to this warning by man, for what harm could be done by a few grains of sand? He continued to do all kinds of wicked things, forgetting that every act its own reaction brings. Then, little by little, The few grains of sand grew into seas and rivers and invaded the land. The great wide deserts were formed thus, What man gets is according to what he does. The Three Sheik's and the Queen of Arabia An Arabian Tale How did the queen choose her king amongst the many suitors? There was a queen of Arabia, Mora was her name. So beautiful and powerful was she, far and wide was her fame. Many suitors came to her husband B, one by one she discarded till the list was reduced to three. All the three suitors were rich and young and fair, among them her partner she had to choose with care. One night she disguised herself and went into their tents and something to eat for dinner she asked of each of them. The first a real miser gave her leftover food, the second tasteless camel's tail which was hardly good, the third sheikh was courteous, Hakim was his name. He gave her tender meat to eat and himself shared the same. Her rich suitors the next day, the queen called to the court and offered them the same meals they had given the night before. Hakim got fresh and tasty food, but he refused to eat till he could share with the others the rich and succulent meat. Queen Mora told her suitors, The most generous of you three is Sheikh Hakim, and so he will, my husband. King Solomon the Wise An Arabian Fable How did Solomon become so wise? King Solomon, on a hunt one day, saw two snakes fighting away. The larger was white, the smaller black but poisonous fangs the smaller had. Just as the black one was about to bite, King Solomon intervened in the fight and killed it with a stone, aimed from high and saved the white snake which was going to die. Safe at last it went off in the woods, far away from where Solomon stood. Some time later Solomon met a giant in the woods a cause to fret but the giant said be not afraid i'm the white snake you bravely saved the black snake was my poisonous foe ask for a gift as my thanks you know you can have one solomon was told a gift of healing or a gift of gold neither said solomon with a smile a gift of wisdom would be worth my while You shall have it, the giant said in abundance and nodded his head. This is how, as the story is told, Solomon became the wisest in the world.